0: Hello, Radio Bel Air. It's been so long. This is your host, Faye, and I have a special guest today, Eduardo.
1: Hi. Hi. This is Eduardo. Um, <laughs>
0: and we're here at our new space, which is Off 220 Ingram. Um, shout outs to Deanna and all of the Bel Air crew for getting this place together for us super last minute, efficiently, super efficiently, and with love. So special guest today, Eduardo. Um, I'm going to... Maybe fuck up how to say your last name because I can't speak Spanish. I'm so sorry. You want me to say it first?
1: Yes, please. Okay, it's Eduardo Restrepo.
0: I can't roll my... <laughs> restrepo. That's pretty good. <laughs> no, I sounded like a weird like Google voice <laughs> <laughs> synthesis. First, I'll introduce um, Eduardo's practice. Um, so they're a transdisciplinary artist, organizer, and youth worker. And I met them at a really cool a group show group art show that sessa curated and we both know sessa shout mm-hmm. out to sessa who's sessa, i think cool. in berlin
1: uh probably somewhere in europe yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: if not there then close by who put together this show and had invited eduardo to do a performance and actually when i first arrived at the show i didn't have any idea that this was going to happen and then when it started happening i was like wow this is like Couldn't figure out if it was for real or not, you know? In a way, like, I'll I'll let you talk more about the performance piece. But I think, like, my first moment was like, oh, okay, this seems to be a political act. Mm -hmm. In the performance, you're talking about how you're basically selling your labor to the highest bidder at the event. And whatever event it is, I'm sure the amount that people pay end up being different, right? Yes. Like a fancy art event versus, you know, in the knockdown center. Exactly. (laughs) Uh And so you're basically selling your labor and about three hours worth of your labor and whoever ends up buying your time basically can do whatever they want with you
1: mm-hmm. right to time you time and our work
0: time and work mm-hmm. right okay and then i think you stipulated you know in the contract that it's like you know all sorts of tasks are up for grabs basically right, yeah. But that if there was some sort of like intimate or like sexual thing that it happens to be consensual. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I thought that was, I mean, all of those things I thought was really interesting because it makes me think a lot about labor, mm-hmm. you know, now, like, what do we, what do we think of it as, especially with things like Uber and like Lyft, you know, and TaskRabbit, Amazon Mechanical Turk It's like labor is so kind of undefined and yeah. has no protection. Mm-hmm. And I think the ultimate goal that you have with this project to give the proceeds to um, your friend, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's a trans woman mm-hmm. in Colombia?
1: Yeah, I, I would say that, um, and that's that's something that I, has been fluctuating. The ultimate recipient of the funds that are gathered from all of these auctions, mm-hmm. but it has always been sort of like going towards the trans femme community Mm -hmm. in my hometown Mm -hmm. Um, but initially I was thinking about doing a sort of scholarship and then just doing a sort of open call for for people to not like fill out an application but just write Mm -hmm. uh, as long as they want sort of like note on why why they would want to use the scholarship and for what purpose then I realized why is school that ultimate goal, it might Mm. not necessarily be the best way that someone could use that money. So I said, okay, then no, let's just give the money to a person. And how that person is elected has also fluctuated, and she was thinking about also doing kind of like an open call for people to nominate other people, Mm -hmm. but then I... At this point and where it's at, and this might still shift. The the piece is still pretty fluid. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of responds on on how I kind of like feel about it. The the fact that the money is going to the community is not changing. Mm-hmm. Is is who mm-hmm. and and why. Right. And right now where it's at is um, to a person that I basically go there and and decide who it is. I have a few people in mind that I mm-hmm. know have done a lot of work for the community mm-hmm. there and that are have an entrepreneurialist to them that is not supported by the community mm-hmm. of the town or by their you know financial standing but, but they have ideas oh i want to start like right. this food truck or something mm-hmm. and i and i could do all this stuff and employ these people but where's the money yeah um
0: maybe one of the rules is kind of like whatever project you helped them achieve through that project helped other people uh,
1: of, not necessarily because i also want to that's there's one, there's one other thing that I always uh, seek to clarify about the project mm-hmm. that is not necessarily as selfless as it seems right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I still think of it as a performance and mm-hmm. an artwork. And so there's a lot of parts of it that could be metaphor, the parts of it that are tangible and real, right. and some that are, can seem arbitrary. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my, my work, and this is one of the pieces that, are, that is most um, social in the sense that it has like this tangible effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of my work is primarily images mm-hmm. and building images through, through lens, so video or even building an image through a performative action right. or even photography. And one of the images that kind of like first appeared in, this, in my mind in this project was me showing up myself, fully myself in my town, which is a... It's also entwined with this piece you know like Mm -hmm. coming back to my town as a gender fluid person right and handing this huge check to another (laughs) you know like a transferring woman in the town and what that image might Mm. imply for the people watching that you know this person had the agency to collect all this money and just give it for not necessarily a specific reason Mm -hmm. oh this person doesn't have to be selfless this person Mm -hmm. might just want to create this thing for their own growth, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. I feel like that can also be valid.
0: Right. I'm just imagining you showing up with this, uh, what is it, like the price water clearing house kind of thing where they bring that huge check (laughs) and and then they sign it like at the filming.
1: (laughs) I feel like that's one of the biggest images and Mm -hmm. I think it's another part that is hard to kind of like describe about the project during the performance because there's kind of like a lot of layers to it Mm -hmm. is that it's it's like also about like validating my identity there Mm -hmm. and money is a huge validator in those settings anywhere yeah yeah, but in a place where like opportunity for social like Mm -hmm. you know financial upper mobility is so slim even more so within the community of like trans women and gender dissident people that kind of like image it's a goal and so like that validating aspect of like my family seeing that, and mm-hmm. the parts of my family that have been violent or that you know tolerate that part of me, but mm-hmm. don't think you know that think that is a facade, or think you know mm-hmm. all those uh, all those other stuff.
0: yeah, that stuff. <laughs>
1: For him to see that, that happen, and I kind of like see that as one of the things, and in that way, it's very selfish also. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. like all our work is selfish. It's yeah. kind of like this person saying like, oh, look what I did, and let's all look at it, you know?
0: Yeah, that's interesting because I was reading in this book called Social Acupuncture. Um, mm-hmm. I forget the author, but, you know, they quote, uh, and I forget the name of the activist, but basically it's like, don't do something nice for me because you feel sorry for me mm-hmm. like don't do it for charity do it so that you also benefit so yeah. that everyone's actually kind of benefiting and i feel that way a lot about what i do too because yeah. it's like if i didn't want to be an artist then i would just try to go out and like <laughs> you know be a nameless person yeah, like doing yeah. labor for other people or like helping other people without any reaping the benefits of like fame or like right, whatever or social capital. Yeah, I feel exactly. Like-
1: it's and sometimes that that's a that's a fantasy too, sometimes mm-hmm. of like It is. <laughs> ah, why don't I just get a I job know. and don't do anything else and get nice things for myself with that job or yeah. like, you know. And yeah. there's something and that's maybe that's the part of, of art that we that we like to romanticize, like that thing that brings you back to like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean it could it, it can also still be like the selfish desire of being recognized and right. applauded. Yeah. and like the
0: grass <laughs> is always more meaningful on right, the other right. side. Right? Yeah. But I think that what you were saying about the self-validation, validation from your home country with capital—whether that's like social for you, maybe here in America, but like financial for them there, mm-hmm. maybe—and the title of the piece is um, "resource," right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah,
1: entitled in it um, with the both languages because mm-hmm. it has to do with the transaction, yeah. even Can you talking about really the communities. Yeah, uh, yeah, recursos slash resources. Yeah, yeah, and so what I, I hope that that title kind of sets up is just the idea that is about reallocating resources mm. Mm. from artistic networks where currency can be so arbitrary here mm-hmm. in the US and particularly in like cultural mecas like New yeah. York to a singular person that has been disenfranchised in some ways you know
0: mm-hmm. I think the forward slash is interesting because it it's going forward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it leans on the other one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, the Spanish is first, right? And then it leans forward into the English. But there, I mean, there's definitely like a feedback of dialogue there, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure you feel differently about the project every time you go home and then come back, right? Yeah. So I found that part really interesting because i know that from how i grew up you know like i was born in china but Mm -hmm. then i left when i was six Uh and whenever i go back to visit my family my younger cousins who are doing like jobs that they don't like one of them is in the police academy and he can't actually go to very many countries because he's chinese they're kind of like if you become a normal citizen then you can go to these places but you're in the police force like you're in the party so yeah exactly so You know, every time I go back, they're always like, wow, like, you have it so good. You know, you're so free. And I always think, like, okay, what can I bring back for them Mm -hmm. so that they can, like, momentarily sort of transcend their own... Circumstances and then live like a a free person, like me. But then I feel like it's also uh... yeah, in quotes. (laughs) He
1: just did quotes.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I also think that it's sort of cruel because it's temporary. Yeah, you know, they always have to go back to their job, and then they always like my cousin just got married recently, and the only like one out of a few places that he could do his honeymoon in was like Thailand, which is great, you know. But but like he doesn't have many choices, and so I think about that kind of a lot like being going back exactly all the implications of that yeah totally and so one of the questions that I had was about this idea of time right Mm -hmm. so I had purchased three hours of your time and we did a bid right I won the bid at 66 dollars and 60 cents because mm-hmm. i just you know you wanted to do this like
1: to round it up <laughs> well, i wanted
0: to do this like satan thing <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: um but i felt bad you know i was like this person's time is worth more than 66 dollars <laughs> and 60 cents but at the same time in the bidding process there's two kind of games that are at, at or three. yeah like <laughs> and and you know first of all it's like you don't want to overbid right because like you pay the least to get the most right. you know. Yeah. Yeah. but then at the same time i was like okay well i can't I can't totally, like, fuck with this system, you know, <laughs> where, because it's, like, this person's time is important, and it's obvious that, like, you know, it means something to bid a certain amount, I think. So mm-hmm. could you talk a little bit about your experiences with, like, institutions and how that's kind of both shaped the work and also maybe how you're trying to push back on how labor is viewed in that context
1: yeah so maybe to address like that that feeling of like guilt to like oh my Mm -hmm. god i sold a piece that was like super important to me and i did like okay it's and also it's like playing with like okay so now it's gonna have to be an addition so that i can include it in this project Mm. (laughs) uh and and then someone you know buying it for like 70 something dollars i feel like that kind of like also to me, is part of what I was saying earlier. Like ultimately, it's a performance, and like all of the aspects of it are kind of significant to it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm open to selling a piece for for that. One of money and selling that time and labor for that amount of money as a performative gesture right but, but yeah working with institutions and kind of like just realize uh, in in the art world just like money and time and labor are so like I said earlier just kind of like arbitrary and shady you know mm, like it's, shady, yeah. it's very it's uh, an industry and we can't forget about that you know mm-hmm. it's still like I don't know if like multimillion dollar or like million dollar industry but there's like a lot of money mm-hmm. in the art world uh, quote unquote again And yet, it's so taboo to talk about Mm. money when you're in a position of, like, working in it. it. Well, it's like
0: Emperor's New Clothes. Like, no one can really talk about it. Right, exactly. So,
1: I work at the Whitney Museum in Education. Mm -hmm. Uh, I work in team programs. And we went to a conference that, you know, educate, museum educators from, from different places go to. And one of the things that the keynote speaker, Laura something uh, terrible. Um, <laughs> I'm worse, <It's> okay. <laughs> Said was that, that, yeah, it's an industry that thrives in, in education museums. In particular, mm-hmm. it's an industry that thrives on kind of like people's like passions and like ideals mm-hmm. and romanticism of, of like right. making a difference and like getting to, to touch, you know, youth. And impact their lives and Mm -hmm. and so of course it kind of banks on that by Mm -hmm. not necessarily listing how much the position is that you're applying for and full disclosure i didn't know how much that was going to be when i applied for that position and it it was uh your current
0: position yeah my current
1: position and it's for that same person exactly because i was like oh my god so excited that i'm getting called for an interview for this job at a museum you know like after working in like the you know the that's also like
0: bananas like there's Mm -hmm. no there's so few industries now currently still around uh, that don't list salaries (laughs) like or at least like have that on the first discussion you know Mm -hmm. and then
1: looking at for example on wage.com you can see uh do you know about wage
0: yeah yeah Um,
1: it's like a collective mm -hmm. i i wish i knew more about them but i know that they do a lot of like labor and like art Mm -hmm. and justice and and shining light on the problematics of compensation Mm -hmm. you know in in that field Mm -hmm. they have like a listing of all major institutions and then the highest paid person but when you look at like how much money you know the director of that museum makes it's like what do you do with all that you know what i mean and then there's cuts you know we're like kind of like struggling or not struggling but kind of like oh can we afford to like buy this kind of materials or not Mm -hmm. but then again i was coming from working two jobs one in a restaurant and then one in after school program that was like three hours three days a week or something Mm -hmm. so of like just like going to the school in the Bronx in a public school and I was supposed to be teaching photography and there wasn't a printer to even print in regular paper, any of the pictures. So we're like supposed to just kind of like imagine what they look like and kind of like talk about Uh. that. And then to come to a place where there's more resources, resources, I was like, damn. But then when I think about actually how much money there is in there, Mm -hmm. it's also like, you're all not, not really doing all that much right. you're all not really that interested in the shifting the system that has yeah. you know put you in that position
0: yeah it's interesting because i work in an office mm-hmm. you know and like the salary that i make there is like pretty good but i'm trying to figure out how to be my own institution in a way mm. where like i pay people to like help me with my work or or just even little things i'm trying to be more mindful now about like how much i can pay someone and like what sorts of work needs payment and what I can just like take on for myself. but that's like one way to do it if you're like other job pays for the other job right <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of artists don't have that other job you know like mm-hmm. they have to apply to the institution and the only the institution can give them enough money to qualify. Yeah. to make that work and that's to um and it's connect like yeah. the
1: validation is connected with the ability to even be able to make the work totally um, or sometimes
0: it's like we'll put this institution's name you know in on this, the project yeah on the project but like really you know they gave you no funding yeah. or like mm-hmm. no anything
1: and that's supposed to be enough <laughs> yeah huge <laughs> yeah. reward
0: right and so i think that like what do people in colombia you know your friends or the community that you are talking to what do they think about this project
1: I haven't really talked to anyone mm-hmm. over there that much about it aside from my family it's I feel like the project is happening in stages on the mm-hmm. stage right now it's kind of like grabbing the money basically mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's the moment to talk to the community mm-hmm. itself about this happening because it's still gonna be a few year or yeah, a year yeah, right. or maybe more before I have all the funds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and how much are you aiming for
1: so initially I was like okay I'm just gonna keep doing this until I have like enough mm-hmm. and then I said right kind of when I decided to include that piece recursos, resources in cura collected Mm -hmm. i said okay i'm gonna just do it 10 times but then the last couple of times the ones that i'm kind of like using right now which is only four more of them Mm -hmm. (laughs) i Mm want to do it in like settings where i'll be able to get more money right right and so right now i'm working on editing a reel of all the footage i have so far of all the other actions yeah not just the actions but also the recordings of the activities being Mm -hmm. happening I like had, this one, for like example. Like this one is being recorded as hey. part of the project. No. And I also had my young sister interview me about the project. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's she's 16 now, but at the time she interviewed me, I think she, she was 15. Uh-huh. I think, had just I just turned 15. And uh, in terms of their opinions, my my mom kind of like that's some bullshit. <laughs> like whatever you're like giving away your art and right. stuff to just and give you're... away the yeah, money. Yeah. So Um, practical,
0: like, parents are. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: of course. And it's, like, on some level, it's, like, yeah. Well, she also kind of sees that, but then also she's, like, but, of course, you're so kind-hearted and all these things, you know? And so, like, I have to sort of, like, remind or just be, like, you know, the fact that I'm only making 60-something dollars on this piece on this time is is an art piece you right, know right, right, yeah, <laughs> in and yeah. of itself it's like is, that's the whole point that's yeah. the whole point that it's all for that amount of money mm-hmm. because of the setting in which it took place or just circumstances there was another person there uh, maybe you were willing to pay more if another person mm-hmm. was there too mm-hmm. so there's very circumstantial and I kind of have to accept that about the piece mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like their opinions my sister is the other person that I've talked to it about it through the interview and she finds it kind of interesting and funny <laughs> but she's been kind of I've involved very in a lot of my art making and so she kind of like just accepts it and and
0: I think when they see that check though you know (laughs) they'll be like oh I get it now
1: and I have been pretty kind of also low-key about the project it's not really on my website I kind of bring it out in occasions where I uh, have like an opportunity to submit it for a proposal mm-hmm. for like a performance but it feels very in the process right now you know and thank you for like making the space for me to talk about the we both benefit like... so it's all, <laughs> all <right>. good <laughs> and <laughs> it's also part of that, the time and it's happening as we speak yeah. but there's like so many layers to it when you like explain to someone that right. it's, it's kind of like hard to put in the five minute to seven minute yeah, snippet I, before I actually, yeah. the actual piece
0: right right because that's all the time that's all the time <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) that you get and you're not compensated actually for that time right The seven minutes when you're explaining Mm -hmm. so i guess i wanted to ask what are some of like this you know recording us having a podcast and then i had asked you before to come and like do a little segment in a reading that i had done like these are all kind of normal things that artists would ask each other right right? but what are some of like the (laughs) weirdest or the most surprisingly normal list mm-hmm. things that people have asked you to do because I remember when we first talked about it I think you had expressed that you wanted people to ask you to pick up their laundry or something <laughs> like that just like something really basic mm-hmm. but for artists right it's like well I bought this time I have to use it interestingly yes you know but <laughs> but like interestingly for us it's like boring when we compare it maybe to another artist's task so yeah i just wanted to hear what some of those things are yeah
1: i feel like that that's a question that i've also kind of asked myself in terms of like where deciding where the last ones will take place it's oh yeah because the places where the the piece takes place kind of determines who will end up with the three hours Mm -hmm. and then that also the type of labor that they might ask me to do and what i said to you was sort of like it would be I 'll be really interested because again, this, a lot of it is about creating these images mm-hmm. to be asked to cook for someone right, or to right. do like mundane things, or even I, I have the, the part about consensual sexual activities mm-hmm. because when you buy someone 's time like, that 's going to be like a question in the back of people 's minds you mm-hmm. know like does that include like da 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 you know like yeah. things that they don 't really want to like ask right away that maybe they feel comfortable asking, but I put it in the contract just so that <clears throat> it 's also not a possibility, and I feel like that would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Has it not come up image? yet? Uh, it Halfway did okay. um, So far Most of the actions Have taken place In very Kind of like very, very artistic settings mm-hmm. And I also wanted to Kind of Maybe do some In like a club or mm-hmm. uh, the closest thing to that was performing the piece at Mix New York uh, which is a queer festival mm-hmm. that is super DIY super awesome too I performed the piece there and it's kind of also like a party mm-hmm. and so I got uh, beaters that were weren't necessarily artists and that was the time that the auction got highest mm-hmm. It went to between 270 yeah. and like 300 mm-hmm. it was like people like you know like getting out that what how much they, they gave at 170 this person Person kind of won mm-hmm. and he was like yeah so how many hours of blood just do I get yeah yeah <laughs> alright <laughs> I remember and this. he said it loudly yeah. uh, and so my friend Rio Sofia heard so she kind of like yelled out like more yeah and even though the auction had just closed I was like okay let's just let's." oh so there's this much money so I kind of like reopened it mm-hmm. unofficially and then it went up to that amount but the okay. person that originally got the piece won Okay. And it turned out that it was a joke. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> he just said that. Uh, ultimately, it was kind of a little bit boring. was <laughs> just said, "I mean, uh-huh. I and, and I could make it not boring, but he said to just give the three hours of my time to sort of like non-profit or mm-hmm. like voluntary work mm-hmm. uh, that I wanted to to do." Yeah. And how do you so- keep
0: track of all of these things, right? Because someone might be like, "Oh, I'm gonna use the time for you." For you to do something else for someone else, else. and then it's like <laughs> for all you of to things. perform recursos someone, someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> to train someone to perform it to another group.
1: Wow. in all honesty it has been a struggle to get people to utilize the three hours for the most part yeah, ha- you had to ask me yeah so every now and then i'm like okay let me send like a few emails to mm. the people that have won the time yeah and just check in, like hey you know like is there the very first time i did it um uh, which was in 2015 the person mm-hmm. still ha- we hasn't like oh, really? her <laughs> Peace. Wait, who is it let's call them out <laughs> <up. laughs> Elaine Thap and she's uh, sweet, and, and, and we talked about it recently but then it turns out that she moved to the west coast oh. so they moved to the west coast but we're working out a way
0: like a cyber thing yeah, yeah. because
1: I ha- kind of have to reiterate that like oh it's important for a project it's kind of right. like part of a project and you signed that contract yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm, you know this is so it's so interesting because people have to maybe really think about how they want to interact with somebody right like what kind of actions they're comfortable with what kind of actions they would be more comfortable with like if the person was no I'm just speaking from my perspective (laughs) Uh but if the person was attractive you know like I would (laughs) do this this or or that you know so it's kind of that's interesting but then we can talk about the image that I bought uh huh yeah so if you could tell us the title and then when you made it and under what circumstances? Because I think on your website it was actually a photo from a performance piece, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of how most of these photographs are made, right? They're capturing a point in time, like during a performance, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. So the piece is called La Isla and is the island. Yeah, it translates to the island, and it's basically an image I I wanted to create of of this breathing island and the way that I kind of like I found to execute it was. By creating this performance where I lay under a large, maybe 30 feet in diameter piece of blue fabric Mm -hmm. and then placed a a circular piece of grass over my uh, torso Mm -hmm. or belly. And then kind of like my breathing becomes that pendulum or Mm -hmm. that cycle. And it's really interesting how a lot of this conversation has been about time because that is very much also an investigation in my artwork that is... It kind of glazes over a lot of the pieces, even if they separately speak or kind of like go in somewhat different Mm -hmm. formal or conceptual directions. Mm -hmm. But kind of like time as as a material is very much there. Mm -hmm. So that piece basically consists of that image that I just described. And then on top of the little piece of grass, there's a tape Mm player with a tape player that has my voice recorded saying, Inhala, exhala.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Inhala Exhala Inhala Exhala That translates to inhale, exhale mm-hmm. And then over the course of the uh, 45 minutes of The tape lasts mm-hmm. uh, Slowly a gradient of Another mm-hmm. audio, which is a sample of Land auction mm-hmm. Starts taking over mm-hmm. And the pace of that kind of like opaques The meditative breathing mm-hmm. in and out Because mm-hmm. it's like, a, is, is that you know the chant oh of the God, auction oh my you're so good at it <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say anything fast, but I'm not really saying anything so it's <laughs> kind of like that uh, sound which mm-hmm. is so recognizably an auction mm-hmm. and it's really interesting because at that point this piece wasn't right it's in some, the making at you all love auctions. <laughs> that's uh, a connection that happened after mm-hmm. starting recourses and, and then kind of looking back oh yeah I was using that yeah, it's- like,
0: agency, right, is kind of a part of it. I yes. Maintaining control, because I think in the meditative process, you really have to fight against the external stuff, right? But mm-hmm. then what's happening to your land, if it's being auctioned off, like, you can't really control. Right. right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so it's, it's you, you're kind of like, you cannot escape the pace that we s- are surrounded by, you know, mm-hmm. and, and live in order to be able to survive. You have to kind of, like, deal with being right. another piece of the machinery <laughs> mm-hmm. that is you know the capital society that we that we live in. Yeah. The piece is kinda of like has to do with that in inevitability. And the piece kind of is culture because it doesn't really end. It's it's kinda of in place when, when a show opens and mm-hmm. then it's like an un- an endless loop is mm-hmm. how I think about it. And a lot of my works are loops or cyclical seeming and that's the context of that piece. Yeah, and then I kind of, that documentation of the work, I took it to Digital Collage as means to kind of, like, see that it means, you know, like, in actual water, in an actual ocean, mm-hmm. you know. Um. Mm-hmm.
0: It reminded me of, like, death, actually. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was, like, part of it, but it was interesting because, I mean, it looks like the blue tarp of construction also, right? Uh-huh. It's It's like a very, there's many layers to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's also this idea of like the the floating body once you actually see it as mm-hmm. a as an ocean when it's a performance it's something that can be hinted to or maybe imagined. but it's i've thought about maybe the way that i executed that as almost like as a puppet you know like the fabric and the piece of grass and even the, the tape player are like this kind of abstract puppet that i created mm-hmm. and only and move only with my belly mm-hmm. that represents that that idea of of the island. I mean, it's like endless loop of like time, of different time frames, you know?
0: Yeah, and it it seems like at least like the body is in your work a lot, the body passing through time. In your other piece, Doctrina, Mm -hmm. you're standing somewhere.
1: That's my hometown.
0: In your hometown, in front of like a clock tower Mm -hmm. for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm curious like how that practice developed or how do you feel it changing now that you live in New York?
1: As an immigrant, I'm sure you might be able to relate it in terms of like understanding that different contexts feel differently mm-hmm. in regards of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people in general, you know, when you go to the countryside and kind of like are just hanging out, reading a book or something, time is completely, it feels different than when right. you're like, you look at the clock and it's like, you know, still 8.30 or something. 7.58. It's 7.58 right now. <laughs> Uh, and damn, it's been an hour, you know, almost yeah, yeah. of us talking, uh, but that is there and ingrained in my body, you know, through, through my experience of having lived in a rural space, which is like the towns, like my hometown, there are relatively small places in, in Quindillo, Colombia, which is the smallest state and is very, pretty rural. My grandpa grows coffee, the coffee mm. farm, and I grew up kind of like in that, a lot of greenery and that stuff. And so having shifted through those types of time relationships has has been there but i feel like the moment that i started kind of like utilizing or investigating time initially maybe without even fully like realizing what i was doing was when i started using time-based media mm-hmm. and when i kind of had access to making videos in college uh before that i was doing mostly photograph and when i started using video kind of like time became mm-hmm. of course i mean you can't really avoid dealing or like handling or playing with time when mm-hmm. when you're working with, I think, with video, and then it's such a cliche, but kind of like the idea of like having you being like your most accessible subject or model for like the images that you want to create, Mm -hmm. but then also those images being kind of performative impulses, you know, that are also coming out of my own experience. Time became like, was there every time when I started looking, and so I feel like it became more deliberate. Mm -hmm. It has become more deliberate now. Yeah. For example, with that piece, it's very much about time, looking at the and time control and how that structure of the clock, t- the church. All mm-hmm. churches in my in all of the towns of that state and a lot of towns, small towns in throughout Latin America have a church in the center of the town mm-hmm. with a huge tower with yeah. bells and a clock.
0: And everyone knows what time it is because it rings. Right, right. so you yeah. hear the
1: clink, clink. But I also know if like somebody's getting married, mm-hmm. if there was a death in the town. Mm-hmm. I. This is something that really inspired me when I heard it, and I haven't been able to find like original source. But Alejandro Restrepo, a Colombian artist, it was like a talk that uh, he was giving, and at some point it wasn't related necessarily to time or even architecture. It was about utopias mm. and islands. Talked about that there was also, I mean, it, I, I understood it was a, a device of political of um, populist control. You know, mm-hmm. like the colonial church. You know, right, and, right. and the, the priests would kind of like dictate what the indigenous slaves had to do. You mm-hmm. know. Okay, da, 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 it's time to come get the word of Jesus, get indoctrinated, then da, 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 go to work. And there was even one for copulation at the end. Wow. Uh, and that's the one that I kind of like have been really wanting to like look into, but mm-hmm. I haven't found the source. And I think that the last thing that I'm, I mean, the latter sort of now is going to have to email that artist that I heard. Yeah. Yeah. But that piece is kind of like a, a huge combination or not a combination, but like a, a place where I was very much deliberately talking about that. And also just the oppressive um, structure that that building is and how Mm. it's, like, so panoptic, like, from everywhere. How many, uh, like, gossip has, like, ruined lives inside of that place, you know? Or, like, how it's made people feel guilty without them Mm. for just being themselves. So, yeah, just kind of confronting that.
0: Yeah, because it seems like a lot of the idea about presence too is that it's like making your presence known, and I wonder if it's, it's sort of claim, you know you're claiming the space right to to be you, and that it's okay to be fluid, mm-hmm. you know, in a place that especially in front of the church, right? Yeah. Like there's something there, I think.
1: Yeah, and that and that piece was me after college had been wanting to go back. I got my my citizenship in the U.S. Mm-hmm. right when I was finishing school. And then I was like, finally, 10 years later, I might be able to move back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like once I get the citizenship, like I could, I could do that or like go for an extended visit. Mm-hmm. But it's always what you were mentioning earlier about going back to China and kind of like the implications the, of that and how, you know, the colonial also implications of that. Of coming from this setting and also being indoctrinated here mm-hmm. in some ways. I become like a vessel of this mm-hmm. colonization in some way when I got there and someone is like, oh, you want to school in the U.S.? You gotta be so smart. Mm-hmm. It's just like stuff like that. And then also feeling the responsibility to not just go and like drop a bomb of like just dissidents and discord and then leave because that's responsible for my family who then has to stay in the the town and kind of like carry that on their shoulders without really agreeing to do that. And so it was kind of like negotiating those things. And that was how, but I arrived at, uh, was working with the camouflage fabric a lot while I was there and just sewing kind of quietly, not really talking about it that much. And then that piece was an image that, I, that was in my mind and in my sketchbook for a long time. And it was also kind of like a commemoration of just the people that has been affected by, by that institution. When I got there for the first time, being able to go back, my mom had just lost a former, she's a preschool teacher, and like a 14-year-old gender fluid or like trans uh, feminine person by the nickname of Vicky had just been murdered like at 14, like with stones, you know, like. And even though there's other like visibly trans people in the town that are still there and you know visible and it's there's no way that it wasn't a transphobic murder you know and so that always kind of like was also in the back of my mind kind of like in making that piece and I dedicated that piece to that person also kind of like very lucky I did that but it also became a piece that it became so public like all the the whole town was talking to me or like everyone that was walking by eventually took it seriously even though for the first hour two hours three hours it seemed like a like you know like nonsensical thing but then like seeing the endurance gave the surreal or like absurd gesture weight that the people couldn't really ignore as like being like serious to me you know whatever it was that I was doing like It seems serious because I put myself through that process.
0: Yeah, it seems to also just highlight the fact that time and bodies and labor, I mean, it's all political, actually, even though I think we don't always see it as such. Especially, like, I think minorities in a space, those bodies are always political, kind Mm -hmm. of, or politicized, even if they don't want to be political.
1: Yeah. Right. I was just going to go in about something else, but it's no, been like an hour. Yeah, wait, wait what were
0: you going to go into?
1: Well, just responding to that yeah. very last comment and, and how I, I just brought my family to live to the U.S. with me, my mom and my sister, and we just kind of started living together. Yeah. Uh, wow, how is that go? <laughs> it's sweet. It's also overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of like, you know, limiting because it's kind of like I'm taking on this responsibility of like caring for them because, you know, I can't bring them here and just like let them on their own. It's <laughs> overwhelming place to be. Right. Uh, my mom, has been, it's been hard for her to adapt. In terms of like the politicized bodies, bodies and like labor and time, my aunt found this place to live, which is the second floor to an older couple. And then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take one of the rooms, like five of us in the house without seeing the place myself. Mm. I kind of had to trust. The main thing that was an issue when I got there was that it was a like cat ladies. Cat lady? Yeah. And, and, I mean, she, she's super sweet, but when, when I first got there, it seemed like she, she was talking to to me and say like oh you know we tell me we can clean the basement you, mm-hmm. you know y'all, you know you you know you're young and you know you need the money right and all this stuff and it kind of was so triggering that yeah. i i kind of like was very i was kind of just mean to, to her right. like, for the first yeah. few weeks of being or like you know the first week and a half of being there because it, it felt like this is this like, like stereotyping yeah it's or like y'all, y'all need like money mm-hmm. it was triggering for her to kind of assume right. that i was like you know, like there as a, in in the position yeah. almost of servitude or something. Yeah. Like just like uh, that, I was gonna just say yes. i I'll right, Take right. on this whole garage and clean it for like fifty or eighty dollars. You know, like she'd be like, you know, I'll pay you something. You know, like modest or whatever. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, um. To close up, do you want to read?
1: Oh, the contract. Yeah, the yeah, contract. We never really got to it. Yeah. Sure.
0: Do you want to do it in a a performative <clears throat> <laughs> voice?
1: Okay, so by purchasing this work of art, whoever wins the auction, uh, will sign this contract with me. We have two copies and I will read the contract now. Artistic service contract by entering the following contract, Eduardo Restrepo Castaño, that's me, agrees to spend a minimum of three hours with blank, comma, the acquirer as an added service offer under the purchase of the following object, La Isla 2013, I think that this is. A uh, photograph, edition, I don't know, price at blank. The artist and the acquirer shall agree upon a date and time allocated to the effectuation of the aforementioned service abiding by the here own fourth specified terms. The artist agrees to, colon, be punctual at the agreed upon date and time, respect the artist's physical and emotional makeup, be available for the amount of three hours or more based on further discussion with the acquirer, provide one or more of the following manual manual slash intellectual labor based upon the acquirer's request all within the physical emotional and intellectual limits of the artist that's me and so i um, have a list of possible tasks cleaning educational activities within the areas of knowledge of the artist creative slash design advice the elaboration of a collaborative work of art consensual sexual activities be at the beach and look at the ocean together, prepare and serve a meal, or run errands. Further negotiation regarding the amount of time, type of activity, and or lack thereof might take place between the involved parties and be validated by a consensual verbal agreement. The acquirer agrees to cost any expenses that may arise in the execution of the chosen activity and surpass the artist's financial willingness uh, to respect the artist's physical and emotional makeup to be anonymously, partially, or wholly documented on a video for a minimum of 15 minutes while effectuating the agreed-upon activity with the artists. Furthermore, this footage and their likeness to be reproduced and distributed as part of the larger project in the future. That's the contract. And then it says artist, print name, signature date, acquirer, print name, signature date. Nice. <laughs> so
0: if I wanted to... Yes to make a meal i can't just buy like an hour right <laughs>
1: hmm, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, i mean we i think that uh, and you have been re- one of the most creative p- people with the use of the time oh. let me just tell you that because the moment that we bought it you're like okay i want to use my 15 my first 15 minutes right to a tour <laughs> which no one ever does it everyone's like okay so let me think of something to do oh, that really? will take three hours yeah oh or Mm -hmm. just something to do and then as long as it takes uh but he said okay the 15 minutes give me a tour of the show that we're in the kira (laughs) collective show that i was a part of and that was fun about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was the very first time the very first segment of time that you used yeah and then uh you divided it into like the other performance which was a poetry reading and then now Mm -hmm. but yeah i think technically you still have some time if you do the math
0: okay i don't like maybe 15 20 25 minutes or so yeah yeah okay i'll think about yeah
1: <laughs> remember i still have i, I would still love to get some more footage so. yeah okay I'll, <laughs> I'll
0: think of something that's exciting that we can document awesome oh okay yes mm-hmm. <laughs> what you no, got this face. like something where i don't know like we could jump on a trampoline or yeah, like something kind of silly mm-hmm. yeah or like make a human pyramid
1: yes
0: <laughs> okay Cool. Let me know. Yeah, I will. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank I mean... you all for listening. Yeah, yeah. Thank you all for listening. If anyone's and Thank still... you, Faye
1: for inviting oh, me yeah, and using the time this way. Proactive. Super productive for me too, and insightful for me to kind of talk about this stuff. Oh, I'm glad.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna. I mean, we we're still recording, but whatever.